Hello and welcome to the Life Unscripted podcast, the podcast that invites you to break free from the ordinary and embrace the extraordinary journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Join us as we dive deep into conversations with experts, thought leaders and real people, sharing their insights, stories and practical tips to help you navigate life's challenges and seize its opportunities. So whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, your daily workout or your quiet moments of reflection, get ready to embark on an incredible journey of self-discovery and transformation. Go and hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode and join us as we create lives that are authentically ours, unscripted and limitless. This is Life Unscripted and your story starts now. Well, good morning, Simon. Can you introduce yourself um, to me and everyone listening, please? Yeah, my name's Simon Moore. Um, I'm from the Pompton Scaffolder by trade um, and I am very interested in training, fitness, nutrition, um, anabolic steroids, anything sort of related to that really at the minute. It's yeah. like my big passion. Yeah. I've just been fascinated by it since I was about 18 years old I suppose when I first joined the gym. Yeah. It's just been something that I've loved. Yeah. Gone down different routes, I was like started on the bodybuilding kind of route and then it's kind of evolved into a more of a combination of that and cardio training and then now it's sort of more based around what I believe to be the best f- for longevity and health mm. really yeah. so there's a lot of change in there yeah uh, an example might be I don't do really heavy heavy lifts anymore just because as I've got older you know, it's just a bit more taxed on my joints. That'd be one example of yeah. something that I've changed in my weight training, for yeah. instance. Yeah, and that's just your knowledge of... Yeah, yeah. I've gained a lot more knowledge yeah. and, and got older and I suppose hopefully a bit wiser. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just my training just evolved from there. And yeah. I've, just been, I've, just had a, I've always had a real passion for learning the real fine details of training as well. Training and nutrition. Um, I, just, I just find it just really sort of like uh, interesting and, and I, I really enjoy reading the literature as well behind behind everything you know mm. I, want, I want to know the ins and outs I want to know um, how things work how they affect us that sort of thing it's just something I've always been yeah. fascinated by and even now I'll spend a few hours a week at least learning about a new thing reading studies reading meta-analysis things like that to try and work out what, what's going on and you know, there's people that I follow or I would call like mentors that I follow and and websites that I've joined or people's websites that I've joined to, to gain knowledge um, from people that I consider very credible. But I always try and back that with sort of confirming what they're saying as well. Or your own evidence. Sound, yeah, if something sounds a little bit off, I'll always try and go and try, try and find out myself as well. I'm really big on finding things out yourself rather than just taking someone's word for yeah. it, especially in the world we live in now of things like Instagram and social media where grabbing people's attention is like almost like number one priority for people. Like, and I get that, I get the marketing behind it, that the, you know, why they do it. But it's kind of gone from people just saying certain things to grab attention to people kind of just making things up to grab attention. And if you are someone who's not quite sure, I could just imagine if you're someone who's has just starting off, or it that place can be very 
intimidating and confusing because you just you, you can ask about what you can ask a question about one thing and get ten different answers from ten different people. And the only real way I believe to really, if you truly, really want to understand something, is to kind of deep dive yourself and look into it. And I know I fully appreciate most people are not interested in that in the slightest. Most people just want to be told like, what what do I need to do and crack on. And and, and there's a lot of people that can do that. They can tell you that it's just. If you really want to know, I think that you need to go a bit further. And also, I'm just always quite meticulous with training as well. I've always have been. I'm quite, I'm just a bit, maybe it's a bit OCD with it, I don't know. But there's not one size fits all, like you say. You know, it's like for me, you you can say to me, Scott, go and do this, but that yeah. might not work for me. So what, like, you've got to listen to your own body and yeah, find definitely. out what, work, yeah, what yeah. works for yeah, you. Yeah, I agree, you? definitely. Um, and the thing that always underpins anything to do with a, a training programme, or someone's nutrition, diet, if you want to call it a diet. I don't really like the word diet. To be honest with you, I think that's quite off-putting to mm. start with. But when it comes to training and nutrition, whatever it is, I always think the, the biggest thing which underpin that by far is what you enjoy doing and how sustainable is it. I spoke to a couple of people just in the past week or two of because, you know, as you know, it's January, yeah. people start new diets. Again, I hate that word. Yeah. But, and then they've said, like, what do you think? They've been losing some weight, I think. And I'm always on it, so I say, I think it's great that you, you're going out of your way now to, to make some change. A lot of these people are quite overweight. Um, and what they're doing is working now because they're eating less and they're on this, this specific diet. But what I'll always say is how sustainable is it? Mm. And what, what's the long term? Can you sustain this long term? Usually not. I've seen some really good figures recently where it's something like, most people, you know, 95% of people, once they start a diet, can lose weight and normally do lose weight because you can't motivate to start with. But within, I think it's sort of like three years, about 90% of those people put it back on again. And that's generally because usually it's what they're doing isn't sustainable for long enough because it's, it's a short-term fix. And that can be good, don't get me wrong, but sometimes you can do that. But somewhere along the line, you're going to have to rethink what you're doing and work out okay now I've got that on this weight what am I going to do to not put it back on what what, what changes are going to make to sustain this weight now because if you go back to what you were doing before by definition you'll put the weight back on because what you were doing before got you into the point where you was before do you know what I mean so yeah I think that'll always end up in any, any, any training again with training what, what you, you've got to find things you enjoy there's no point in someone telling you right you gotta go and run three times a week. If you hate running, you're just not gonna to stick to it. Are you? It's just, it just makes no sense. Find things you enjoy doing the most. That's what, that's what I always recommend to people. If you like playing football, you like playing badminton, you like doing CrossFit, whatever it is, find it, try out, try out loads of different things. Try trial and error, and find things you enjoy doing. Find training programs you enjoy doing. If someone tells you you gotta go and barbell squat twice a week and you hate barbell squatting, or even if you, you know, you might have a little injury. That, you're not going to do it. You're just, you're just going to think, oh, I really don't want to do this today. And you, you're probably not going to do it. This. And then again, it comes back to just not being sustainable. The so, dis- discipline becomes easier if you're doing something that you enjoy. Yeah, of course, than, always. Yeah. If you enjoy doing something, you, you, you're more likely to stick to it. And also, you're more likely to put more effort into it. You know, you've probably found yourself if it's mm. something you don't really enjoy doing. Anything in life, yeah. you don't really put as much effort into it. When you when you think you're interested, you're more likely to want to listen, learn, mm. and, and apply it. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. You're quite vocal on social media and you seem to get a lot of questions fired your way towards like health and fitness, what we just talked about there. I mean, I'm no expert in any way on any topic and I'm at the moment trying to figure out again 
um, what works for me and listening to my body and just trying yeah. to improve you know I think that's a key thing you've got a lot we've just said then you've got to listen to yourself you know it's all good saying somebody saying yeah well, I'll do this I'll do that I mean it all means try it but listen to see if it's actually working um, and again you've just touched on it with so many influencers out there uh, trying to compete for attention obviously they've got something to sell a lot of the time you know it's clickbait like we was on discussing before we come on the podcast it's clickbait there they've got a book to sell you know they're, they're going to try and grab your attention whether it's good or bad you know they might be saying something that's quite controversial and it, it's just getting clicks there isn't yeah, it as, you, as we all know I think everyone's worked hard on now things that are like quite outlandish controversial spread far far fast negative news travels much yeah. much telling people oh you need to just like the, telling people the basics, re, which is really what works, we know we know what works to an extent. It just doesn't sell. It's not sexy enough. No. It's not sexy enough. If you're trying to build a big following, and for most people, it's, it's only, there's only about a certain time you can keep like if you're like in this kind of like content churn where you you create a page, you're trying to keep churning that content. <clears throat> Before you know it, you kind of find yourself repeating yourself because I always say the basics of training nutrition are quite simple. We know we know with nutrition. We, Deep down, you know what the things you should and shouldn't yeah. be eating. We know if there's some things you should be eating. Let's just limit them a little bit. Yeah. Let's cut back on though. Let's just eat more of the, of the balanced diet. For instance, a good balanced diet. If you're going to eat some things you enjoy, we're all going to do it. To say, to, again, to say I'm going to cut it out completely, I personally believe is, is the wrong approach because, again, it's sustainability. Just just know if you, if you enjoy some biscuits and a cup of tea every now and then, just you know, just keep it in moderation mm. and, and just don't make it a huge part of the calories you're eating that yeah. day. So, but it keeps that, like I say, keeps the mental state yeah, going. Then you know you've got to reward yourself. You have to reward yourself yeah, yeah, for what yeah. you're doing. It's like you know, I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'm quite strict on what I do, but I'll, I'll go out. We'll go out for something to eat. I'll have a free course meal and a chocolate brownie at the end of it, and I don't go. Oh, I wish I'd never had that. No, I'll, that's my reward. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, not, like, no. again with people, like, there's, there's people who are not wrong. Like, they'll really demonise people for having that, or, or redirect really people that it's going to be really bad for you. And having that brownie is like you shouldn't be doing everything. And I think that's that just breeds eating disorders like yeah. that's where eating disorders come from and yeah. you know how dangerous they are if you're told that this is but this, that's you know that's one of the yeah. reasons what, what causes it is, is demonising certain foods yeah but if um, you put all the other stuff in place then you should reward yourself with stuff like yeah, that yeah, absolutely. you know it's a reward you know because you can't like again you can't sustain something if it's constantly strict regime and not having no reward at the end of it because no. you just ain't gonna you're just gonna end up no, that's it. you'll, you'll oh. end up craving and going overboard and just binging and you know and that's that's what where people a lot of people don't sustain they hit a wall because when you're trying to lose weight you you know when you first start you'll drastically lose that weight then all of a sudden you'll hit a plateau you'll plateau yeah but you've got you know and that's where people sort of give it oh i'm not losing weight anymore and then it's and it, that's where the motivation the need the discipline needs to take yeah, over a lot of so going back to what you were saying is People are trying to say oh, really crazy outlandish things just to, to, to get attention, and then ultimately it's to lead to it to sell it an ebook or some. They're normally trying to sell something. Yeah. Se- the secret sauce, as I call it. People claim they've got the secret sauce, but not re- most of the time. It's not really. It's just this is an attention grab. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So did I say something to sell? Um, well, that's what question I was going to put here was like, what advice would you give to the influx of the new year, new me gym goers that will be starting their health and fitness journey? Again, well, you pretty much touched on it. Yeah, I posted about it um, at the beginning of the year. And again, my, my approach is always just, is always if, you, if you're someone who's just starting out, you think 
for whatever it is, multiple reasons why you'd want it. It's not just people don't just start training and eating well just to lose weight. It's, you know, there's a lot of the health benefits we'll talk about. But if you are just starting out in sort of, you want to start getting getting active. We'll call it more active because training yeah. could be very good things. Um, it's just, again, it's fine, just, just go back to things. Find the things you enjoy. Find the things that you, you know you're going to keep keep doing. And it's the same with your diet. Find, find Having a good balanced diet that allows you to still have some of the some of the things you enjoy, but just know that you, you're not going to go over consume these things. And it's part of a balanced diet. It's going to still meet all your requirements. You, you know your protein and requirements, your nutrition, all your, all your nutrients that you need. That should just be part of a stable diet. Right? Yeah. <coughs> so that would, that would be my biggest advice. I think that's the biggest takeaway. You don't need to be on a strict. I think people, what people do is they they set out the gate. They go, right, that's it, 1st of January. I'm on, I'm not, I'm cutting out all these foods. I'm going, I'm going to eat these meals every every day. I'm going to gym five days a week. You know, that's, the, that's yeah. what people do. And then four weeks in, no wonder people stop because it's such a change to your life. Like, yeah. it's such a shock. And you, you never, you never, you know, I never trained before. And also, you go to five days a week. You're going to be, you're going to be, I don't know. Yeah. You can't you know be fucked. I mean? fucked. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. Fucked, yeah. You, you probably give you undernourished because by definition you probably give me the current deficit because you're trying to lose weight so yeah. you actually technically undernourished at the minute probably a bit as well so even more tired from that you crave all the things that you would normally have you get four or five weeks down the line and you think oh, this is I'm not but you think it's not this. working yeah you think it's not working it's just like it's just not I think it's about that word it's just, it's just not sustainable yeah it's just not sustainable so I always I always recommend as well people do things gradually I always think right if you if you are doing that let's Let's gradually change things. Let's start off by looking at your diet. Okay, right. If you if you if you're honest with yourself and you write down what you're eating in a day, you can look at that and you can think, right. I mean, whatever it is, you think, right. Oh, I'm eating a lot of crisps and chocolate or biscuit, whatever it is. You know that's probably needs to be cut down a bit. So let's just start by how about how about we start cutting that down a little bit? How about we do, you know, maybe have like that. For instance, you could just cut down the amount you're having each yeah. day. If you're eating, a, if you're, for example, you're someone who's eating a pack of biscuits every night. How about we just go on to one or two to yeah. start with? Or how about we just go if you if you kind of get it, everyone's different. But how about we say maybe just the weekends? I love that. I love mm. that oh, pack of biscuits. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. I'm sure, for example, but making slow, gradual changes. Okay, well, if you eat four four meals a day, for example, if most people have like a breakfast, a lunch, mm. dinner, might have a snack in the evening. If all four of those meals you know are like really like poor quality meals, low nutrition, high calorie meals, even if you just start with one of those meals, replacing one of those meals to start with, it's still a reduction in the shit you're eating and the calories you're consuming. You know, it just works that way. You might be like, hey, I'm gonna have three good meals, I'm still gonna have one meal that I want at the end of the day, or whatever, how it works for you. And same with training, how about we start off just by training half an hour, three times a day, whatever it is. Or how about we just start walking? You go from nothing, you don't, you're completely sedentary. How about we just go, I'm going to go a 20 minute walk every day. I'm just going to get out and walk every day to start with. And just gradually work on that. Then I'm going to start going to the gym once or twice a week. And if, so as anything in life, I suppose, is if you do things way more gradually, you'll be shocked how far you get down the line where you've made, when you look back after six months, where you've come from, you think, wow, like, I've not really noticed it too much, but I'm so different mm. to what I used to be. I'm doing so much more exercise than what I used to at the start of the year. Or I'm doing, I'm eating so much better than I was at the start of the year because it's a long game. It's not, you've got your whole life, you yeah. know, like, 
it's not a game, it's not something you need to change overnight like that, like I'm going from this to this overnight and I'm going to forever. It's just not going to happen. Most people, it should be a gradual process mm. of like easier, that's probably not the best examples, but you, you, know, you kind of get, yeah. get what I'm trying to say. Just yeah. gradually start making small changes every day, every week, every month. And they'll, they'll, they'll kind of like... Um, it become a habit. Yeah, they become, yeah. It's, 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 it's become the norm. Yeah. It's the same as anything in life, as you know. If you try and change things too quickly, it's everything's a bit of a shock, like, whoa, this is a bit weird. But if you gradually introduce things slowly, mm. you are, you're a lot more, they're a lot more sustainable. Also, you just, it's just not such a shock and such a change. Yeah. And I think that's just a, it's a much better approach, personally. So I'd do it. I used to go, I used to make, I'm going to go gym four times a week. And if I never went the fourth time, I'd, I'd get pissed off of it and it'd annoy me yeah, or, yeah. or I wake psychological effect yeah and I wake up in the morning like you've done something almost wrong yeah, yeah. You, you forget that three days were really good yeah 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 you've had three really, really good days of training but you miss one and you myself. feel like you've done you've had a bad week yeah like it's yeah that's it's a good and it's just getting yeah. over that and it's like sometimes I wake up in the morning probably a little and I'm I'm mooching around so much and then I end up leaving go, to go to the gym a bit later and I think yeah. oh I've only got 20 minutes in the gym but I'll go yeah, yeah. and do 20 minutes because 20 minutes is better than not doing 20 minutes. Something's in. better than nothing. Yeah. Something's always better than nothing, no matter what. And I'll post that the week. The, the, the biggest benefits come from going from zero, from being completely certain to training like three, four hours a week. That's where, you get the, that's where the big benefits come. And then after that, it's kind of like a diminished return. Yeah. You're still getting uh, better outcomes, better health outcomes the more you train. Mm. But they're like, it's like a diminished return. It's a yeah. slightly smaller each time. When you go from zero to three hours, you get a huge benefit, a huge benefit. And then every hour on top of that of training a week is more benefit, but not as much no. as the first few hours. It's a diminished return. For training three hours, from zero to three hours, and then going from three hours to six hours isn't, there's so much of a benefit, but it's obviously still yeah. certain. So yeah. again, just, just just do something, man. Just get out but you also, and, like you were saying then, you've got to look at, don't you know you everybody keep, can can make the mistake of looking ahead oh I'm not there yet I'm not there yet but like you say look back and see look how far you've come you yeah, know you will, yeah. reward yourself oh, I've been gym three times this week and it, the thing is with a health and fitness journey it's not an instant you can't see the instant results so that's where a lot of people give up but you've got to have that mindset that it's a long term goal and, yeah, you, and you and you will see life, it it's a lifestyle yeah. change a and you will see it eventually it should be something you're going to carry with you forever really yeah. build that habit of just you know, get it, eating and training the way you do for for, for, the, for the long term. So there's yeah. no rush. You don't need to change. Like, I know people want to, and again, it's probably human nature. Yeah. You think, oh, this result now. Yeah. Whatever your goal is, if it's your goal is to lose five stone, you want it now. Mm. If your goal is to put on ten pounds of muscle, you want it now. Yeah. You know, but it's probably not the the, the best way no. to do it. It's, well, people the, start in the January. Quickest way is probably not always the best way. No. Well, people start in January and want to body by the summer, and it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just you're giving yourself a hard target there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's definitely. Because it, you know, generally, normally you probably end up crash dieting or yeah. doing something crazy. Like yeah. I know guys who will think, right, I've got something in three months, and they'll just want to go on and just like use steroids. Yeah. Just to get that muscle, and then they'll and then they'll do that. They might get a little bit of extra muscle, feel a bit better about themselves. Probably not as much as what they think. Um, Summer's over, going back to poor habits, not really training much, till it gets back towards that time, and then that's the problem of the cycle they live in. And that ain't good for you either, is it? No. Um, well, we'll talk about steroids <laughs> then, um, as there will be lads and girls thinking of adding this to their fitness regime, um, like we've just spoke about. Um, I'm a complete novice on steroids. Um, can you explain steroids to me like I'm a four-year-old? 
like you explained to a I think so yeah. I always say if you if you can't explain something simply you probably don't understand it well enough mm. someone told me that and I think that's a true statement um, <laughs> so when we talk about steroids the, the main steroid will always be testosterone that's where the that's where all, all anabolic steroids are derived from testosterone so somewhere on the testosterone molecule they've been altered, it's been altered to create a different outcome but they all come from, from testosterone testosterone is this mm. sex hormone for men and women yeah. um, so as you increase hormones sex hormone, testosterone for example like anabolic steroids it just it creates more protein tissue so it, it, that the the process of building muscle is basically it's like protein accretion and if that builds it tends to build more muscle tissue it just increases the amount that can do basically in, in simple terms it increases the amount of muscle that you can build yeah. and, and create new tissue that you can't without the support of that many hormones so obviously when you start off if you to start off with, with X amount of steroids and obviously it's, people, it does depend on the goal so People use them to put out. You can use a certain amount, you'll get a certain amount of muscle, but eventually you'll reach a point where that dosage requires. If you want to carry on building more muscle, you're gonna to have to add more steroids because you just you you outside natural range. Everyone has a natural um, ceiling of muscle you can gain yeah. naturally. That's different for everybody. Some yeah. people can get really big, like some people have good genetics and they can get really yeah. big. Some people have poor genetics and they just don't forget it must they can't so everyone gets that point in the bodybuilding world I would always recommend someone firstly just gets to that point of natural first where you see where you can get to which normally if you're doing everything right will take sort of three four five years doing everything right after definitely about the five year point you're going to pretty much if you've everything done properly yeah. obviously um, you're going to get to the point where this, this, this is the most amount of muscle you can get on your frame and then you make the decision if you want to carry that process on, which obviously people that compete do, or mm. people that are interested in bodybuilding do, or just people like I think most lads, I just like being more having more muscle mm. because maybe because of Instagram, I don't know. Then you have to make the decision. Okay, now I need more anabolic study, more hormones to gain that muscle. Mm. So I'm going to have to synthetically inject, or take a tablet, I suppose. You, but you, taking those hormones. To keep adding more muscle tissue, and that will always keep going up and up and up, and that's why people end up doing obviously professional bodies end up doing like silly, crazy doses because like, they need that many hormones to support that amount of tissue. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, most people don't know this, but all anabolic steroids come from testosterone, as I told you, they've been altered somewhere. They've all been, they was all created. We, we've been using testosterone. I say we. Scientists have been using testosterone since like as early as like the 19, I think it's like 30s, something like that, really early, they managed to synthesize testosterone and be able to use it for patients, whatever, because testosterone obviously has a lot of therapeutic benefits. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, something yeah. we all need to live on. It's not just people in the bodybuilding world, you think it was building muscle, but it also is responsible for so many different processes in the body, brain, health, yeah. all sorts of things. Um, so what, basically, what, testosterone would have been using like, in health outcome, um, Benef- in hospital yeah, yeah. benefits and sort yeah. of thing, and, and also for like um, things like uh, breast cancer and stuff in women, that's what it was used for. There's, there's many different use cases it was used for in hospitals and stuff, but it was what we found, what they found was back in the sort of 30s, 40s, is obviously 
there's a lot of therapeutic benefits to testosterone, but in women, it would virilise them. Virilise them means give them like male characteristics. Mm. So they realised they couldn't keep using testosterone anymore. Because their so, estrogen levels, you need all yeah, that balanced women. And need all that, balance, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously testosterone is... Just, there's, there's, when you talk about testosterone, there's anabolic effects, androgenic effects. The anabolic effects are things you want to think of, like muscle building. And then the androgenic effects are like the things that like the, give you the male characteristics. Mm-hmm. So what they wanted, what they, what what these companies set out to do was these pharmaceutical companies is how can we deliver the therapeutic effects of testosterone to the androgen sensitive, so i.e. like women? Mm-hmm. How can we give these women? Because what we found is when we give testosterone to these women, which was doing the job they needed to do, but it was virilizing them. Mm-hmm. So they thought so these companies set out basically to say how can we create a product. How can we use this testosterone molecule? How can we alter this molecule to create a product that we can give the therapeutic benefits but without the androgenic effects? Stop and virilizing, basically. Yeah. And that's where then these whole hope of a subset of anabolic steroids come from. They're all, they're all made. So things like uh, Deca, Masteron, Primabolin, Anavar, all these are basically just to solve the same problem is to try and how can we give how can we get the therapeutic effects of testosterone to the androgen sensitive, i.e. I. women? And that's what that's what they, that's what they created. That's what they created in um, sort of like pharmaceutical world. Yeah. But then obviously the bodybuilding world uses them for different effects. They use them for building muscle. Yeah. So is and something that a lot of people don't realise as well is all anabolics actually build or create protein tissue in, in simple terms. They build muscle, add new tissue. At basically the same rate all anabolics do it's what else they do that decides how much you would use when you'd use it and why you're using it yeah so when people uh, a lot of common people they'll just say oh just take this this, this and this without actually understanding why you're taking those things and you know I mean? but that's what i was going to say to i um i i've got no experience with um on, on no knowledge on steroids um but years ago um i actually dabbled in anavar from a friend of mine I went gym with. Um, he said about these steroids, and and I just I had no knowledge of what mm. I was taking. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. me. I just started taking them without didn't know really what I was. I just listened to him. He said, "Yeah, take so much, whatever." Um, and how without educating myself on that, how dangerous is that? You know, for somebody that's thinking of taking steroids. So see, the thing about anabolic steroids, this is what I want to say, is acutely like you took. If yeah. you take anabolic for six weeks and stop taking them, it's probably the negative impact of. Monitor with things like Anavar, you're probably going to take Anavar for six weeks to start with. The worst thing it's probably going to do is just uh, skew your lipid profile, so it will probably just raise LDL cholesterol for the time you're on it. But when you stop taking it, it will kind of come yeah. back come back down, and, it, and you're relatively in the scape. The problem with Anavar is the problems become is the, the time of use. You can pretty much get away with doing anything for a few years, yeah. come off, but in the bodybuilding game, it's it's just not what people want because you're trying to keep building muscle so it doesn't stop after that. It's, it's a it's a multi-year process and that's where the problem's going with this. Anabolic steroids, when you think about anabolic steroids, when you, when you, about steroids, if you're in, when you start elevating anabolic steroids and the, the more you elevate them, obviously the, the more negative health impact, yeah. impact you have and genetics play a big part so some people can handle a lot more but really like what you're looking at is it's going to, Raise your hematocrit so your red blood cells so you're going to get thicker blood. Like that's one of the things. And again, it's dose dependent. Yeah. Raising hematocrit is going to skew lipids, so it's going to bring down your HDL and it's going to raise LDL. 
oxidative stress, um, plaque buildup in your arteries, which comes from the from the lipid skewing as well, uh, inflammation, chronic inflammation, uh, blood pressure. These are all the things you want. These are all the things that elevate as you use anabolic steroids and elevate the dosage as well. But as I say to you, if you use them acutely, if you use them for a few weeks, basically come off and stopped. You're not really going to become a bit. The problem is people use these for multi-year, mm-hmm. almost multi-decades. Most people are on for 10, yeah. 20 years, careers. If you start taking someone that's 25, I know people that start in at 45, they've been using them for 20 years. So for 20 years almost, you've had probably high blood pressure. You've had your LDL cholesterol's been high. You've had high hematocrine. You've had high levels of uh, stress. You've had high levels of inflammation. And it's that build-up over the years and years, years is when you notice it fairly well. That's, that's what causes the most of the damage. That's where you get the damage from. It's the multi-year. So what would you advise to, you know, to keep these levels? What do you, you know, do you have to take something alongside? You can levels? take things to mitigate them, definitely. It's, it's, the, anabolic, the anabolic talk, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep it like really... Simple. Simple <laughs> and not going into too much detail. Because yeah. I appreciate most people are like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? And I, I always admit, even on my Instagram, I always admit, I'm not the most articulate person. Like, I have the knowledge, but for me, express, explaining the knowledge is not my forte. Yeah. It's just not, right? Yeah. If I had a business doing this, I would probably get a spokesperson. Yeah. I'm just not very, I'm just not the most articulate yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's quite difficult for me to almost explain to you. I'm trying to, but it's such a, it's such a complex thing. You could do a whole podcast yeah. on just talk about anabolic steroids and, and the effects, how to mitigate them, how to use them. I, I, be, I believe the way that most, 99% of the people that use anabolic steroids go about it is completely wrong. Most people want to jump on steroids and ta- start taking, they take way more than they need to use. They start using things like, um, and what you call it, an, an aromatized inhibitor, which is, as your testosterone levels get too high, your estrogen levels get too high, and they'll take more drugs, this is another drug, yeah. to bring the estrogen back down. So this drug, so they're taking drugs to counteract other drugs. It's just, it's a crazy world. Like a mess, that ends up it's, being a it's, it's, mess. It's, yeah. like, it, it's, but, and that all comes down to not understanding what you're doing. There's yeah. no need to do that. I was going to post it, well, you might not have seen it, is, what, what, what I would like to see people, this is how I would like to see yeah. people. People who decide to take steroids, this is how I would like to think. I would like to see people go, right, I really just see bodybuilding, I really enjoy bodybuilding. People enjoy doing it. People love, I know those people that compete, they love it. They love training, they love competing, which is fine. Everyone's got their own thing they love doing. Probably not the healthiest thing to do, but if you, who's to tell someone to stop, yeah. you know, riding a motorbike, race motorbikes, or yeah. climb, people free climb things, everyone's got yeah. their thing. Train for the, train for, get the first three, four, five, first three or four years, say, really get really good at training. Like the amount of people I see who are off, blasting drugs and still haven't even nailed their training and nutrition. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's like jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah. Really, you've got to have all spend, the steps Spend the yeah. first few years getting, re- learning movement, learning movements, get a really good training plan in place. Really get good at understanding what exercises work and really nailing on the form and getting everything perfect. Same with nutrition, work on getting a really good nutrition plan, get good practices in so you're having all the nutrition, you need everything to bang on, getting a good healthy diet. And then after, like I said, after three, four years of that, you're probably going to get close to that point where you, you still would be able to add tissue. Probably, probably not, it's probably a bit disingenuous for me to say you won't get any more. 
but it'll be at the point where you won't really notice it. Yeah. And that's where people get started getting a bit yeah. like... Mm. Same with what you if, said going if, to the gym. If Daniel Messenger got, okay, I'm not, yeah. I want this to be clear, most people don't have this goal. Most people just like training and looking good. Most people don't want to be massive. <laughs> like mental health as well. Yeah, most people just train yeah. for, for various... People weight train for various different reasons. Not everyone's here, but I'm talking about people who yeah. It just like in that world. It's really the only people using anabolic cells are the people in that world. Yeah. You don't take, like, really take recreationally, you want to start taking, like, literally going muscle, that reason. No. Um, so it gets that three or four, you get to the point where you've kind of, like, pretty much maxed out where you're going to get. And if you want to take that jump, because you, for whatever reason, everyone's got their own figures, we want to start off by just escalate, you want to find your escalate testosterone levels first. So just all you need is testosterone. So it's the most researched, we know exactly how safe it is. It's the most researched one out of all of them. It's using clinical practices worldwide. Millions of men around the world are prescribed testosterone every year for TRT purposes. So use testosterone because testosterone also gives you, it's not only, it's not only the most benign drug. It's a drug that gives us everything we need. When we talk about building muscle, you still need estrogen, you still need um, Hydrotestosterone, you still need prolactin. These are just other um, hormones that is, uh, testosterone converts into in the body at different different levels. Find the level, so just start off at a, 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 what you'd call like a TRT dose, say like 150 milligrams per week, a low dose. And as, as the, every few weeks, just titrate that dose up by say 50 milligrams. Just keep going there, but this will be. A, and as you're doing this, you will be gaining more muscle because you're you're now escalating your hormone hormone levels out, out of physiological ranges into physiological ranges. If you were gaining muscle up, what you was at before, now you're elevating your your testosterone levels. You're going to start gaining some more muscle, and you'll reach a threshold where not for most people, it's somewhere between the three and four hundred milligrams a week mark of testosterone, where you'll start getting estrogenic side effects like gyno, things like that. You can do it through blood work. You can get blood work checked and see where the levels are, but you'll, you'll know where your levels are where you cannot tolerate just any more testosterone anymore because what happens is then is if you keep pushing testosterone, it's just converting more and more into estrogen and you don't want too much estrogen. Mm-hmm. Estrogen's great. Estrogen's really good. It used to be demonised. A lot of people think estrogen's bad. Estrogen's actually really good. Estrogen's like cognitive protective, yeah. renal protective, uh, heart protective. So you want a good level of estrogen. Mm-hmm. Find the dose, for me for instance, it's about, I'm, I aromatise quite easily, I convert testosterone into estrogen quite easily. For me it's only about 200 milligrams. If I go higher than that, I start getting like sensitive nipples and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell you there's too much estrogen in there basically. So I can't go above that. But some people, I know some people take 400, double what I can take, and they're fine. fine yeah. So it's so learning so yourself. So find yeah. that level, and that's, that then is the testosterone level where you're at. Then you can add a compound, which can give you more anabolic effects. An example is maybe something called Mastron, where it can give you more anabolic effects so you can still carry on building muscle as you escalate the dose, but it doesn't bring about, it, it cannot convey into estrogen or anything else. So, it, okay. so there's no more estrogen coming, it's just that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just try to trade that up to a point where you're probably doing four, four hundred milligrams a week. That is a very, very benign dose in the bodybuilding world. Mm. And that's going to take you probably, you might you might spend another two, two three years just finding that dose and playing around in that area. And you're going to gain probably another 10, 15 pounds of muscle. With the, with the 20, 25 pounds, which is, this is the average what men put on of muscle, you're getting towards now, you've been training six years, you're on a very, very benign amount of drugs, like a very low dose of anabolic steroids. 
you if you always recommend getting blood work done by the way as it should have like yeah. every three six months to check make sure everything's, everything's yeah. in range you'll probably find for most men everything's still in very very good ranges you're not pushing yourself if you think about like most just for example most men around the world if uh, a pretty standard dosage is about 200 milligrams of testosterone a week for TRT for testosterone yeah. replacement for men that have low testosterone 200 milligrams is doses so you're like at the four 500 milligram mark now of antibiotics you sort of just over double ish double to double a bit more of what that range is <laughs> and they're going to those cumulative three years training natural plus another say two three years on top at that at them dosages you get, for most men if you're doing everything right you're training really hard you're probably going to have nearly another 50 pounds of muscle on your frame. That's a lot of muscle. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of muscle with very little sacrifices as far as health outcomes. That's the point then when I would honestly have a conversation with myself. By then, you know, you know then if you have what it takes to compete at a really high level, you would know. Mm. Because most men, if if you've got good genetics and you put them on a small amount of anabolics as well and they're training a lot for it, they're, they're big geezers, like, like you know. Mm. If you have, and you want to come and play the game, I can see why you would then carry elevating the dosages because you've got a goal, and I want to compete at a national level, or I want to, I feel I could take this further. That's fair enough, I can, I can kind of see, if you think it's going to be a benefit, especially financially, some people do, some people will, some people, you know, because in that Instagrammy world, sort of like, if you're big and jack, people, t- far more likely to listen to you yeah. it's just the way it is it looks like you know what so you're if doing. you're trying to be you might, it's not just about what you what you can achieve competing if you can get to a, you know if you, you can get to a good size sort of thing you can make money elsewhere because you can create internet con- you can create content you can you can do all sorts mm-hmm. people are made more likely to listen to you or, or uh, personal training oh my god look at him that's how I want to look yeah. I'm going to him yeah, yeah, he yeah. might not have the best knowledge but yeah. he looks for how you want to look so I can see why you might want to escape those because financially it might be better but for most men, for 90, however many percent of men who haven't got their genetics, I'll just urge people to consider, is do you, what's the benefit if you keep pushing drugs now? You've gained a lot of muscle. Mm. If you didn't everything proper, you've gained a lot of muscle. You look great. People are going to think, wow, that geezer is big. You're going to, you know, you can still compete. You can still train. Do all the things you enjoy doing. But I'll just urge people to think, is... Is the risk worth the reward? Risk worth the reward because as you start, then start escalating into sort of like really high doses. That's like, as I explained. That's when you're, you're going to start getting some, some really negative outcomes, especially later on in life. And I've, like I said, for me, I, I I used to I used to do that years ago. Um, ironically, I had no idea what I was doing. when I used to take steroids yeah. like that. Yeah. It was only when I stopped about five years ago that I really started to learn. And I, I'm, I, I'm still fascinated by now. I'm still learning stuff all the time. I'm still reading about stuff, but I know it's a weekly basis, learning more things, learning more new things, any new data that comes out, anything that supports different claims. It's just something I'm fascinated yeah. about. And I love doing it. I love, um, I love learning about it. But yeah, I just I always just think, you know, what, it's a big risk. It's a hell of a big risk. I think most people don't think about it long, ter- long term. We don't, I think that bodybuilding world is very short-sighted. You think, what we're doing in the next two, three years, not where am I going to be in the next 20, 30 years. It's kind of the opposite to why a lot of people go to the gym. So when you start the gym, you need to look long term. Yeah. Because it's a long game. And you know, you're, you're doing the benefit. You want what you're doing now is going to benefit you in a long, longer term 
game. But then with the anabolic steroids, it's a it's like it's a short term goal. But if so, as I'm a complete novice there, so when you you just said if you get to that point and you look at yourself, you think, what's the? Am I gonna progress anymore? How does someone sustain that? Do they have to keep taking steroids? To, you know, if they get to a point, oh, I'm happy here, or if, can they come off them and and, it, and their body will stay? Yeah, Obviously, so, I imagine so their body. Once you get into super super physiological ranges, once you once you're elevating anabolics to build the new tissue, that is what built it. Mm. You, know, you couldn't get it without it. So yeah. that is what built it. So what people generally do, this is the people that uh, this is a thing that I don't agree with, is people cycle steroids. So they basically this is. I don't really like how people use steroids as another thing is they use steroids, anabolic steroids, almost like a, a drug like most of these steroids clinically are lifetime drugs. They're designed for testosterone is a lifetime drug. If you're someone who's in your early twenties and has a condition where your testosterone testosterone drops for whatever reason, you prescribe these testosterone cyprinate. It's a lifetime drug, you've been that for life, they're lifetime drugs, they're not supposed to be cycled. Yeah. There's no need because the only reason bodybuilders cycle is because they're using them at such toxic levels. This is why they cycle on for like 16 weeks. Mm. It's like the figure that everyone's just plucked out of the air. It's just based on nothing. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you find when you go a deep dive, you know, that figure just like comes from like, yeah, how many on for? I'm on for three months. Why? I just, just whatever it's time to do. <laughs> what told, yeah. But really, what it is is because you're using one, you're using way more than you need and you'll ever use. And because you're using such high amounts, it becomes so toxic in the body. Like if you get blood work done that for 14 weeks and you've been using like crazy drugs, like your blood work's gonna be so, look so bad. So they have to cycle off, they have to come off, let some of that stress come back, you know, yeah. go away, some, not all, some stress, and then they go back on again. And again, that's always like a, a figure of, normally most people put that up, like, I'm coming off, how long for 12 weeks? Why 12 weeks? That's just what it is, and then we're back on again. Okay, yeah. how do you know that you actually got rid of some of that stress? Most people don't even get blood work done. Yeah. So at least some of the sensible people do get blood work. Like blood work is really important if you're going to go on that route. Is you want to have blood work then I would want to go have blood work then before you go on to make sure your health markers are at a good point before you. You don't want to start at yeah. health midway through so you can make sure what you're doing. If, if you're going to do it this way, at least have it midway through so you can see where you are in case things have gone really crazy quick. And also, I, think, I also think towards the end, you want to know, if this is what you're doing, this is, this is, this is the route you've took down, I, I would like to see what my blood work is at its worst, so I've got some idea of what's going on. Mm. And then what you would do is come off, cycle off, give it a few weeks, and I'd want to get blood work then, again, before I do it, I can't. But I don't agree with that, that, product, that cycling process personally. I think it's just a, this is, most people are taking way too many drugs than they need. Most people do not need to take that many drugs mm. to, Again, they're just copying professional bodybuilders. Is that because it's an in, they want it quicker? Yeah. But if you sort of thought the lot, you know, played it out the long game, you you actually getting you're not putting your body at risk more. And yes, your goals might take a little bit longer, but you're you're giving yourself you're not damaging yourself as much. Yeah, people. It's like a lot of things. People think more is better. Yeah. It's an impatient thing, probably. You know, I'm not. I'm not, the way I said to you about slowly titrating dosages and creeping it up every so often on the weekends. That that model there. You can spend two, three years like that, and that, there's no need to cycle. Yeah. There's no need. Cycling is not, it's just from different, different reasons. When they do come, I'll add as well, when they have a cycle, when they come off then, a lot of people will either try and do what they call a PCT, a post-course treatment, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, 
where they're trying to get their natural production back. They try and because when when you inject in a synthetic hormone like testosterone, when you inject it, you basically your body works on like a feedback loop. It knows it is way more testosterone than it possibly needs, so your balls shut off basically because it doesn't need to produce any more yeah. testosterone. So you you basically your balls are turned off for the time you're on. So what they'll do is they'll say, "Oh, well, I'm going to try and get them back on again." So then they take more. So you've come off your steroids to try and get your body back working again, right? And then you might that might take eight to ten. Everyone's different again, depending on your age and whatever. That might take eight, ten, twelve weeks. They'll do that. They'll take those drugs. They'll get back on. Then they'll have a period of about two weeks. They're not taking any drugs, and then they'll start again. It's just it's just it's a crazy loop. Then they're just constantly always in high levels of androgens. Um, Anabolics is detrimental to your health, mm. specifically your brain, but also low levels of androgen. That's why a lot of people go on things like TRTs. When you're low levels, low levels of androgen or testosterone in your body, that is also toxic to the yeah. brain, to the brain specifically. Low level, really low levels. So when you do come off and your testosterone, you're you're at high dose here, which is toxic. Then you come off, and if you crash back down, then you crash down into like really low levels because. Your body, there's a period in between where yeah. you, you're not injecting testosterone anymore and your body's also not producing it. So you have then a period of however many weeks where your testosterone levels are really low, which is also toxic to the brain. And then you're going to start with it's crazy. It's, some people some people don't. Some people will go oil cycle on, which is, means they're basically taking a lot of steroids and then they say they're off period, quote unquote, which means they're taking a load of steroids. So they don't get that big crash yeah they just take those they call it like a, a cruise they call it blast yeah. and cruise model blast drugs means take so much drugs that your body becomes extremely toxic and you have to cycle off basically so then you come off and you cruise on a dosage again for most people it's an arbitrary number it's made up they say oh i'm going to cruise on 300 milligrams of testosterone why 300 uh don't know that's what <laughs> someone told me or i've made it up and they'll just cruise on that which technically is probably the better of the two options. Yeah. The only time we, again, this is a decision you make when you go down this route, when you start using anabolics, you are sort of pretty much infertile because your body's not producing testosterone and sperm any much anymore. <coughs> so, the only real reason why you'd want your balls to come back is if you really is for your, to be fertile. Yeah. So, yeah. which is what the route just a brief story of, with, with me, I used to use anabolic steroids like that when I didn't know what I was The only reason I come off was because the, my partner um, was trying for a baby. Mm. So we said, well, I said, right, well, on this day, I said, I'm going to come off all steroids and then I'll try and get myself back up into like... Your balls working yeah, again. Yeah, working <laughs> again. Um, and this is before I knew I have very ignorant to steroids and anything, anything related. Thought I'd just go, just stop taking anything, I'll just come off and you know, they'll come back and I'll feel fine and we'll get pregnant and everything will be great. Weeks turned into months, six months later down the line, I'm feeling obviously, I don't know if anyone's experienced it, but having low testosterone is awful. This is my this is my first ever experience of it. It just wasn't coming back. I've done blood work after a few months, about three months, very, very low testosterone, really low. Oh, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to come back, it's going to come back. I was 35, 34, 35 then. So, not, I wouldn't say I'm young, but I'm not 
quite well, a spring chicken. Old, yeah. no. Again, if you're in your 20s, you could bounce back quite quickly. Yeah. It was different. But, so really low, I felt so miserable, low energy, lethargic, libido was out, just gone. We spoke with Trevor Bay and just wasn't even on sex. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah. was ridiculous. It was, yeah. it was a joke. Six months in, I'm thinking, I think he's coming back or what? Then another one, still low test. Nine months in, so the sperm sample, they told me there's basically, I was basically fertile, there was nothing, there was basically nothing to test. This yeah. is nine months after coming <laughs> off gear. Um, so then I'm panicking, thinking, oh my God, like I've done permanent yeah. damage. It was only then, about the 10 month period, that I thought, right, I'm going to try to get help, help with the NHS, they didn't want to know, basically. Um, so I thought I've got to try and look myself. And that was kind of like the catapult really that started me into the whole yeah, okay, deep diving yeah. myself kind of thing. It was fertility. Because they're all sort of into, as you learn about um, hormones and stuff, they're all interlinked. Yeah. Fertility, it's all massively interlinked. So I started learning about what, what to do, what where the problem was, what I'd done, how everything worked, how that, how that system worked. And then I managed to self get you learn, Did you learn naturally yeah. how to... Yeah, I learned yeah. how to do it. Not naturally, I had to use no. a drug called HCG. Okay. Which is, um, basically, it's a, it, it produces the signal that yeah. your brain normally sends to your bollocks to, to start producing yeah. again. For whatever reason, that signal wasn't coming. Probably because the time I was on, I mean, I've been using, probably didn't come off on level of steroids. I used to blast and cruise. Yeah. So I had no time off for probably about 10 years. And my age probably factored into it. If I'd have waited another longer, who knows, it might have come back. But yeah. the way I felt... You I need, couldn't bear it anymore. Yeah. And I wasn't going to that risk. So I used a drug called HCG and literally within about eight weeks she was pregnant. So it worked. And my plan was always, I'm going back on again. Mm. But it was just how it worked out is just before COVID sort of started coming then and they shut gyms. So I just thought, oh, there's no problem. There was the gyms are all shut. And basically before you knew it, before I got back in the gym again properly and was after all this happened, there was nearly two years without being on any, any steroids at all. Um, and I felt great. I felt alright to be fair I, felt, like, I looked alright yeah. I, I thought I've not really lost too much strength I'm not, I was still training hard even through COVID like, some stuff like what I was training with my own kids and stuff luckily um, and I felt alright and I thought oh, maybe I'll just leave it maybe I'll just won't bother when the gym's on back up I'll go and carry on training and I'll just see how I feel and then I'll just decide never to yeah. but I do I'm, I am on like a TRT now I've done that for the last probably nearly three years now Yeah. because Again, like then, it, it just wasn't coming back. I just, I've just done. This is, this is the things. One of the things that people don't understand when they go, when they start to go on this route is, if once you start to go on a bit of steroids, for most people, it's a lifetime. You'll be on something for life because, like I said to you before, most people don't just take them steroids for a few months. You, you did. You, you, yeah. you obviously. But for the of you've probably noticed, do it for, for, for a good few years. Term. But the goal changes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the longer you're on, and the, the, you know, some people don't, but for me personally, because of how long I used for, and in my age, my testosterone levels just never come back, just wouldn't come back. I went, I think it was nearly 18 months, had a blood test, and it was just like so low. I, just, I felt like shit. So I was just made a decision, someone I've been, I've been doing I've been injecting yeah. anabolic steroids for so many years. It wasn't like a big deal. It was like, I can get how for someone who's never done it in that world at all gets to an age where they're starting to think about using TRT. 
that can be quite daunting. I well, get that. I've, as we me, get that part, that was never like a bad barrier for me. It was because it was just like, oh, I've been you doing it all the time. Yeah. I mean, as we get older, naturally, we, we produce less testosterone. Yeah, anyway. it is, yeah. But I mean, is there, a, like what you were saying then, is it, you know, so a young lad that their fucking testosterone's all over the place, and it? Like they've got high levels of testosterone, that yeah, should we, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there, so there will be a risk of them. Um, their body's saying their body's no need don't need to produce any testosterone if they don't you know because it's getting all this testosterone so it could shut down and so like the risk of you know so then that, that it has to, in the end it'll have to be a long term thing yeah, which, which, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it would yeah. have to that's very different to a lot of people some like with most things as you know some people can smoke 40 50 a day for their whole life and never get cancer yeah things are like Things that people have, some people get lucky, some people, everyone's different, you know. But for most men, it's going to seriously affect the, your testosterone levels. When you come off, the chance, I always say, one, one thing to if you are going to get on the past, like I'm going to steroids, get blood work done now before yeah. you ever start anything. For the reason being, at least you have your baseline numbers. So if you, so if, you know, if you're, even if you're a 25 year old lad, at least you know where your levels are. For all different hormones, like yeah. estrogen levels, testosterone levels, see where your cholesterol level, your LDL is naturally, where your hematocrin is, check things like your blood pressure, get all those, get as much data as you possibly can. So if you do take gear for a few years and you think this is not for me anymore, even with four or five years old, yeah. and you really try and you, know, you come off, at least when you get blood work done again, you've got something to refer back to. Yeah. You can see, like, you might be able to get back and it comes back to basically the same rate, great. You know, some people will, but you might find a lot of people. It's never back to what it was, and again, the age is going to make a difference as well. But you know, if you've been using for a long, long time, the chances of getting back to what your you body's relying on it, isn't it? Crow, yeah, is, is, it just makes it a, a lot less likely that you're going you're to cause some some long term yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah. Um. <coughs> obviously, a lot of lads use steroids, um, but what are the dangers? about using steroids a lot of lads will use recreational drugs as well as and like binge drinking at weekends I mean them, yes, them can... three of a cocktail just don't sound yeah <laughs> I mean I quite like the, I like, the, I like the saying of pick your poison in if you if you've got something you really because I'd never I, I'm a I consider myself a bit of libertar, libertarian I'm a live and let this person if you if you're a grown man in a, of a sane mind yeah. a healthy mind and you're not affecting anyone else, do whatever you want. I don't care what anyone does. Like, you've, like I said to you before, you're allowed people, to have a voice. People do yeah. whatever they want. Yeah. People do some crazy shit. People watch this the other day, some geezers free climbing this mountain with no ropes and that. Yeah. Mate, like, but he obviously loves doing it. Let him do it. Who's just telling him not to do that? Yeah. Um, everyone's got their thing. If you enjoy it, some people, do whatever you want to do, enjoy it. So, but I would, I think pick your poison, try and keep it to one. If you're going to, if you're going to have a, something you, you know is a high risk, Activity. Don't do it alongside other horses. Yeah, well, probably because yeah. they, they have. If you, we know the effect. Like I said, especially the negative impacts of steroids. If you then add on something like alcohol regularly as well, it's just and then you might of alcohol might come to regular drugs. That's like co- cocaine, or you smoke weed on top of that, or you smoke cigarettes as well, and have a poor diet as well. Like it's just they then they then compound on each other. One plus one becomes three, mm. so to speak. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. compounding effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all play a role in yeah. in affecting each other. So, yeah, I mean, a, 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 to be fair, a lot of pr- people that I know who compete professionally as bodybuilders, that is what they do. Uh, 
<laughs> I want this a healthy thing, but a lot of people on it who really take it seriously, they use anabolic steroids, but they don't drink, they yeah. don't go out, they eat, they're very meticulous with their food, very good good quality diet, they rarely eat much shit, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they train a lot, they still do a lot of cardio, you know, so, but I know, but I appreciate when I was young, when I first had to take anabolic steroids, I was also out every weekend, I was also doing recreational drugs, I was also eating a lot of shit. Um, I suppose the, the effects of that has, has I'll, I'll be, I think I'd be silly to say that I've come away from it unscathed, mm. but it's something I've got to live with. I've, I've, I've done it now, and yeah. you know, I'll probably find out later on down the line if I've, the effects what have it. It's, yeah. it's one of those things, it's hard, it's, it's hard to quantify because no one knows when they're going to live to. Life's about you know putting yourself in the best chances. Our thing is no one knows when they live to or how they're going to die, for example. Um, but I I probably have taken some time off my life. I'd imagine it's come some sort of one of the one of the things like I said to you before is causing uh, plaque buildup in your arteries. Was one of the one of the dangers of using anabolic steroids. Sales with a poor diet, smoke. I never smoked. It's one of the things I've never done. But I think. To say that I've come and scared, I've probably done some damage, I've probably took some time off, I'd imagine. But it's, I'm not the sort of person who lives in regret. No, it's it, it is what it is. At the time, it's something I really yeah. wanted to do, and I felt great doing it. Out, if I'm honest, it's probably out of insecurity. I think a lot of people, the other side of the mental health side of it, anabolic steroids is, a lot of men take anabolic steroids. There was a study I've seen recently, I can't remember it was, it's quite a scary amount though. In, in so many words is an insecurity thing yeah. is because they just feel insecure it, it makes them as you know like I think the bigger lad gets all yeah, the girls the bigger lad gets yeah, yeah. so like girls you feel more of an alpha male you yeah. feel like you get more respect yeah and, they're taking, and that's what leads them down that route because it so. kind of comes part and parcel with it so a young lad will thinking I'm going to take steroids because I want I don't feel secure in myself so I want you know I want, I want to look more attractive yeah look bigger probably have more friends get girls but then you, but then that entails you going out every weekend drinking. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. like take steroids, but yeah, well, when I but work, have none. I'll go out and have none. I've got drinks, for example. You know, if that's what you want to do. That's what started for me. Is it was, I was just insecure about how small I was. I was tiny when I was at school. Yeah, I was really skinny. People would say piss out of me. <laughs> um, and I just thought I started doing the gym, and then within however long, obviously, as you know, like you, I say you're some of the five people we hang with the most. Most of my friends started taking steroids, mm-hmm. so it was. Kind of surprised, inevitable that I was the one who started as well, and did, and I liked how it made me feel. I liked the fact that I got bigger and felt, and, and I did. I felt more confident. Oh, mm. when you look back now, it's probably a bit of a downfall as well, is because that led to because I felt more confident. I was out more and things yeah. like that. It's probably not the the, the best but, thing yeah. really, but I suppose with age, you kind of hopefully get a bit wiser and. I don't have that issue. Obviously, I don't. Yeah. Give a title, people think about me anymore. No, but that's. I mean, the, the, you know, so young lads starting out in that, just they've got to be aware of, the you know the consequences. Yeah, that could and like I said, like, when we're talking about insecurities, as you take out words, steroids, there's really good data now to support that that how specifically toxic these these compounds are to the brain, and the long term damage. There's some. I found a really good. Uh, there's a really good meta analysis done. Uh, last year when it was looking at the brains of long-term anabolic steroid users their memory things like that like it's it's quite scary mm. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link actually yeah just the well, I can put, I'll put it on the um, but, podcast and uh, the, link just as the well. way it affects the way men think 
the way they it's just so it's so much like in a negative way by the way not talk about positive like yeah this is elevating like high levels of anabolics over multi-year use but they are very toxic to the brain but people need to know these consequences yeah. you know that there is that, like with everything when you eat. couple when you couple that with things like plaque wood up in the arteries is another effect and then that then can then indirectly lead to things like um, which is poor blood flow to the brain as well on yes. top of that, of that. That's, you know you, you have a recipe for things like Alzheimer's and things like that and neurodege- neurodegenerate diseases but that's why you know just alongside taking steroids you've got to have a good diet you know don't drink don't take record you know you've got to eliminate these other yeah, issues definitely. and like I said pick your, if, if you're going to go then I'll try and pick your poison yeah. and just be like right if I'm going down this route let's at least try and uh, you're eliminate, do so- eliminate any more things that are not going to be toxic to yeah. my health if you're going to do something wrong do it right yeah you know, but, I'd see it as like a, if you're playing Russian roulette and you've got six but you know you've yeah. you got six but if you're going to use anabolic steroids that's not putting one bullet in the chamber yeah. so to speak yeah. you know you, that gives you that's, you know you've got a lower chance of, if, yeah. of the gun going off yeah, yeah, yeah. you put, start putting in you know you more bullets, start smoking put, in, put another bullet in yeah. Yeah, the more I like that. Yeah. The more bullets you put in, more yeah, bullets you just go. Yeah, you're increasing the like I about like the chances really. It's just it's just increasing your chances of things. I've seen a good quote about that, and he said something about the um, something to do with genetics, but the lifestyle pulls the trigger. Yeah, I can't remember the exact. Yeah, thing. I, I, saying, saying, I think yeah, like, yeah. I like that because it's yeah. about, you know what you were explaining is sort you know quite very similar. Um, you fucking hell, you touched on a lot of. Um, <laughs> can can lifting weights. And achieving results without steroids be more inspiring and a representation of like human potential because we are fucking great as a human being. Yeah, you know, does it? How are the levels? Because you know, it's like what we was on about this conversation before we come on a podcast about like uh, materialistic things. Mm-hmm. You know, is it? Would it not be better? I know you, you you're gonna you're gonna say you you do hit a wall. Yeah, but should you be happy? You know, like it's <coughs> it's, it's, it's moving that happiness. It's, it's like, very subjective. Yeah. I think you know, humans like seeing like extreme stuff, don't they? They're like, they're like. It's, it's why, I think it's why bodybuilding is so popular. Like people like seeing freaks, like, yeah. state, like it's just a or strong man. People like seeing real big feats of strength. And sometimes people think, well, if I want to get like that, I've got to do it to get to extreme things. I've got to, like, I've got to do something extreme to get to that point. Mm. Sometimes I don't know. Like as I've got older, so I've, that, that side of me not impre- like wouldn't impress me anymore at all. No, but. I appreciate more things now. I'm much more appreciative if somebody does something without the use of anabolic steroids, I think, if that's what you... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you... If you're going to claim, you know, about being, uh, I don't know, what you've achieved, to get on stage, lean, 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 how it is on the stage, is hard, because when you, when you go, when you're in the drug, when you open that drugs box, you've got so many different things you can use, like, Mm. when you're in a competitive stage, things that can help you lose body fat, you can use drugs to like to, to really help that. You can use drugs now that like a lot of bodybuilders now use drugs that suppress an appetite. So you're not even suffering. I think that's supposed to be your like your this is your thing. Like you don't even want to suck, feel a bit hungry now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. they just want to take a drug for everything. Yes. Yeah. Whereas a natural, something that's natural doesn't have that option. They just like have to do it like all themselves, no drugs. So I, I do believe it's harder to compete as a natural. Yeah, but it's like exam. So, but, but it's just not. A, Sexy people don't want to see it. If you go to a natural show, there's no one there. No, but it's it's more for like yourself to say. If, like, down to if, if you was given a business or you was a self-made 
you know, the two people got the same business. One was giving it and one was self-made to yeah. get to that level. That person's got to think better about himself yeah, yeah, than yeah. that person giving it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, so it's like the same as like the steroids. It's like, it is like part... It, yeah, I mean, what I will say is, is if you use steroids or don't use steroids, the, I don't want to take it... I've got a lot of friends who compete and take anabolic steroids. Yeah. I don't want to take it away from them. They... Obviously the work does have to change. Yeah, you still, if you're still, if your goal is to still get as big as possible or whatever it is, you still have to do the work. Yeah. Anabox are overrated in that respect. They're not like a I couldn't just, you couldn't just take some steroids for a year and that would be massive. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. You've like still that. got to work. They just, in, they just, I can say to you before, they, they increase the amount of uh, tissue you can you can add. So they increase protein accretion in the body so you can add more yeah. tissue. Um. But the work still has to be done. You can't, yeah. If you just take someone who don't do anything, nothing happens. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. If you take, I'll give you like three, four hundred <laughs> milligrams of test a week yeah. now, and you didn't try, nothing would happen. Yeah. You'd probably feel great and you'd fucking sit a would be out of the room. But <laughs> as far as, like, I don't want to take that away from them. Like, no, it's exactly. not like, no, it's no, not no. like, it's not like it's just like an, it's an easy way out. Yeah, I'm not saying that as in but, I don't want load, loads of angry men knocking at the stairwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. knocking at the door. It's like I'm just giving an example of like personal achievement. Like, yeah. But then it's your your goal is different, I suppose, if you're taking it, you know, because you are, your personal achievement changes. One thing I've learned as I've got older is, is, is ha- it's had, so I used to like, think, oh, why, would you, why would someone do this? Why was, I always think, I've realised now it's like, Everyone likes doing their own things, and you never probably understand why people do certain things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, someone like you might look at someone massive geezer, like just muscle bound, juiced out their head, so to speak, and you think, why the hell would you want to do that? Yeah. But some people love it. Yeah. Some people just love that, and it's hard to like get in that mindset and understand that. And even for me, like, I used to kind of be that way, but now. That doesn't interest me at all, but and I think and I and sometimes I catch myself thinking, "What the fuck's he doing, idiot?" But and I think you can't think like that because, like I said, you, that's that's what they love doing. Everyone always said earlier, like people love. There's no rules to life. No, just do what you love. If you if it is truly what you live doing, then. But it's got to be. What I was just going to say then, but it make sure you're doing it for you and not. Yeah, definitely. That's other people. And, and sadly, a lot of times it's not. A yeah. lot of times it is born of insecurities, and yeah. that's and. There's another thing that it causes, which, like, um, which is in the hot, that sort of bodybuilding space, is it causes this thing called bigorexia, where... You don't think you're big enough. No, probably, like I said to you, because it's a gradual change. Like yeah. I said to you, when it's, when it's, if, you, if you took a steroid and you woke up next day, 20 pounds new tissue, you'd be like, wow, yeah. I am massive. This is amazing. <laughs> because it takes three, four years, you don't really feel it. Mm. It's a bit like what I said about how we should change. One of it, that's that's a good example of what I think you should, how we should approach your training and diet from starting from new, mm. and that's why because because it happens like you don't really feel. I've had it before. People are like, "Oh, you looking big?" You think, "Well, no, I don't feel anything." And I was, you know what I mean? Like, and, it, and it creates a lot of mental issues. And I know a lot of people that suffer with that are big geezers and just don't, big people who suffer from bigger X who are just like you'd look at them like he's massive and they think I oh, look shit mm. and they get depressed about it and that causes a, long, a lot of other knock-on effects then as well. Yeah. So there's that sort of, I think that's, that's the compounding effect. Yeah. You have that side of it playing with your mind, then the toxic effects of the steroids added on top of that, the toxic to your brain and again that just starts compounding. That's, and that's how a lot of these things come up. Like a lot of these people, people say about these bodybuilders dying, there's been a lot of professional bodybuilders die 
recently and, and, and straight away people would go to steroids, 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 steroids. And they're definitely a, uh, one of the factors. Mm. But it's, normally it's a multi-factor because when you're one of these professional bodybuilders that die, they, they die fairly often and it's quite scary to be fair. But it's, 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 it'd be disingenuous to say it's just the steroids because also walking around at 300 pounds is massively detrimental to your health. Mm. Whether it's muscle or not is another acute effect of what it would do to your health. And it's just like, again, it's a compound effect of all these things. It's the steroids. It's the other medication you take on top of those things to try and mitigate some of the effects. It's the massive amount of weight that you carry around. It's, you know what I mean? It's just a, yeah. it's a, it's a multi-factor. Like most things, they're always like normally multi-factor. Yeah. It's not just one thing. It's like cool. just that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, and when somebody's like consuming that, that amount of calories, obviously it can't be that clean as well. You know, is, is that true? Most so. Yeah, I mean, once you get to a certain point, so that's going to have health benefits. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. It's health just benefits, not health benefits. It's, it's, it's complications. Oh, I say, when it comes to the uh, nutrition side of things, or things like what we eat and consume, it's almost like one of the murky of all the sciences because it's so, so hard to get really good human data on something. Like, if you're trying to find out if something's bad for you, for instance, yeah. right, you've got to try and find... You need to do it across a, a lot of people because... The, the more people you can get yeah. it from, the better results because you could be coincidences, mm. for instance. So you've got to try on a lot of men or, with, or a lot of people and it's so hard to control all the other factors in their life. So say, for example, yeah, just say if you were to, to create an experiment to say, fuck you, I don't know, sugar's a good example, yeah. bad for you. Well, it's like, sugar is bad for you. Okay, I want to find out. Let's try and prove that. Well, how are we going to prove it? Because one thing, a lot of this is when you see sugar being a negative outcome, you also, if you look, if you, a lot of people will see like, these people will put on so much amount of sugar a day, and then it will be, end of the study, uh, this health outcome, information was raised by X amount, or whatever the outcome is, you need health markers to, to, to better reference as well, because mm-hmm. otherwise what you measure measuring exactly. Yeah. But some, a lot of the time when you read things, it, they also gained a lot of weight, and as we know, one of the things about gaining weight is it, it does throw, that we know, that is one thing we do know is as you gain weight, excess body fat, it massively affects your health. Yeah. So is it fair to say let's say it was a sugar or do we know if we controlled calories still, if we just swapped out some calories and replaced them with some sugar, let's say coconut pops, yeah. for example, do we see any change then? More often than not, not. This doesn't mean it's good. I'm not saying it's good by any chance, but what I'm saying is, but if we do this across thousands of people, what how can you control how much those people are exercising? Are some sedentary or some running half marathons every week? And sleep and... Because you're going to be yeah, what's their sleep like? Do they smoke? Yeah. Do they eat a lot of shit? It's, it's so hard to get really good quality data because humans just like... <laughs> We're all different. You need like a thousand people that do the same thing. I've got the yeah, same job. that's really hard to I've do. I've got the same yeah. job, wake up at the same time, eat, you know, don't smoke or it's do why, smoke. It's or, why when you see a lot of these claims... I look back to Instagram when you see some of these people make these outlandish claims. They're basing them on rodent studies because rodent rats, for instance, yeah. they are really easy to control everything for. They're constantly born in the same thing. Obviously, they're, they're same environment. Born in the same thing. They can separate them. They can be completely same. Or you're never going to put a man in a room with nothing else for months yeah. on end and, and, and control everything he's doing. It's impossible. When yeah. rats, you can do it. And then they'll find certain outcomes and they'll say, oh, it happened here, so it must be here. It doesn't always equate to that thing. But a lot of people will take that study and be like, 
oh, this was the outcome in this rut. This must be the same in a human. It's just so you, you know, it's it's hard to make certain. It is claims. hard to make. I mean, I've seen a thing the other day. It said about a bloke said that even if you smoke twenty fags a day and went to the gym, the more chances are you're going to outlive somebody that probably don't hurt. smoke, but don't smoke and yeah, don't get me. I think I've seen that. Yeah, and it's like again, it'd be so hard. How, to, how, it'd be so hard. How yeah. would you ever test for that? No. Ethically, you can't. No, you can't do a test where you say. What you've got, what mate, you can just think you've got to smoke three packs a day for this <laughs> life now. Yeah, what? Yeah. what? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you do get someone who's with doing that, or they do already, you don't know what other things they do in their no. life. And you're never going to keep them in the same environment. All, what these things do do is normally just done by questionnaires. Yeah. How, how much have you been? So they'll take, they'll, 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 they might do this to that person and they'll send them away from you. And when they come back, I'll say, okay, so how much have you exercised? I'm like, uh, Probably too. It's just all rough guesses. But a lot I mean. of time, you'll fill a questionnaire in, and you'll probably, <coughs> probably answer what, but or answer what you think they want you to answer. Yeah, sometimes that's what it's like. It's hard to get really good. Yeah, never, things like that. See, I've never really looked at it like that. You know, that way, and like so deep as I never really sat there and thought. Yeah. You know, when they do these studies, yeah, actually, the rats are controlled. For instance, how much toxins are you exposed to? If you live in the city centre of London or a small village out in Scotland. Mm. You can control everything else and you might get a different outcome, but it might not be to do with the thing you're testing for. It might be the fact that that person was exposed to more toxins. So you've got, yeah. oh, that, that showed a bad health. Yeah. It's just, yeah. location, it's just so much to take in. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying is, one thing we do know for sure is energy balance matters. Eating too much is bad. Eating too little is bad. And we can measure these easily. Pretty, that's not yeah. quite hard because... If you eat too little all the time, you know you'll be malnourished, and eventually, if you keep doing it, you'll just die because you're not getting. You, you start yourself with that. We know that. We see that in people with eating disorders. And if you eat too much all the time, you just keep accumulating more and more body fat, and we know that that then leads to where well, increases all, all cause mortality by about two, three hundred percent. I think being being obese, well, being obese. Putting into perspective about exercise, I'll say is being obese. Um, smoking and I think type 2 diabetes I think them things there are three of like the, the, the biggest big, the yeah. big one the big no no yeah. so, so to speak I don't know what professional term is for that yeah. but um, I think they it's like they increase all cause mortality by about 2 to 300% yeah, I was going to say the same figures yeah I've seen about that about 2 yeah. to 300% yeah if you when you can talk about training diet and ex- uh, training exercise exercise is by far the number one thing you can do for your health, but for a long shot. The, the two biggest um, metrics, what you would use is a VO2 max, like basically test your fitness, your VO2 max your fitness, and muscle strength. Those those two things there are the, are the biggest two indicators of health and longevity by a long shot. If you're in the top, like five, 10 or 5%, I think it is of VO2 max, so you're really, really fit, and you're in the top 10, all they call it of strength for your age I think it's like a 500% decrease in all cause mortality mm. that's how much difference it makes it's massive yeah. like, I think diet and, and training is the biggest tool by far we have for longevity like, yeah for yeah. Like health and longevity by well, far like, but anything you can do or take your muscles keep you moving so as you get older I mean if you notice you know, you you ask your grand to pick and get on the floor when yeah. you was a kid, and she'd go, "No, I wouldn't get back up because yeah, uh, their muscles are weaker." And then probably at one point they stopped getting on the floor. 
yeah. of getting back up. So if you stop doing something, you will eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, you know, stop. Yeah, doing I mean, it. That, the reason why fitness, uh, fitness and strength matters is because as you age, you want to do everything you can to to sort of hold off that decrease. Everyone, as you, I think everyone knows, as you get older, things start to decline. Yeah. But what the goal, what the the rest of the way I think about it is, is you want to build that, you want to build your fitness and health to the highest peak you can whilst you're younger. So when that decline starts, and it is inevitable for everybody, mm. no one's getting to 90 and still moves like 20 year old. <laughs> As that decline starts, you're at a much higher point. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah you've got the analogy that I always use yeah, is to yeah, build yeah. the biggest, biggest pyramid, oh, it's a pyramid, yeah. because you want to build the widest base with your cardio, zone two cardio uh, output, you want to build the biggest base, and then your VO2 max is kind of like your, the height, your, your the output. So you build the basically the biggest tower you can, so to speak, so that when that decline starts, if you're coming from lo- a lot lower, uh, you know, you're going to start mm. seeing problems like earlier. You're going to build the highest peak you can, and your health should be as the, in my eyes, yeah. this, is what I, this is what I try to do now. I want my strength and fitness to be at the highest point possible. So as that decline comes, I've got a long, a longer sort of like room to instead to, of being like that almost like being in a bungalow yeah. you're in a school if you think of, a, think of a think <laughs> of a plane that's gliding its yeah. way down you want it to be at the highest point yeah. before it hits the when it hits the ground you're dead basically yeah yeah so you if you're someone who's really unfit really not strong that plane's starting at a lot lower point so that's that's the way i look at it if you know what i mean like if a I'm glider or a yeah it's gonna glide plane. that plane's gliding down yeah, no matter yeah. what for everybody yeah you want it to start from the highest point yeah oh i totally agree and that's the reason why I mean, I've always gone to the gym, but <coughs> I've tried to learn a lot more and I'm trying to try and prolong my life and, you know, probably rectify some things, bad mistakes I've made in the past, which probably can't be rectified, but I'd rather, you know, the journey I'm continuing down now, it's, it's, it has become a habit and it is, and it is the, the discipline and it, I don't need to be disciplined as much because it's a habit yeah. and, it's, and, it, and it, I'm just trying to prolong that, especially when you have kids, it's, mm. you, you you change a little bit, yeah, you know. I, I used to be one of them. Whereas, you know, I'm not saying like we've said it on this podcast a few times. Don't. I'm not saying be boring and don't do fuck all. You know, have yeah, your voices yeah, yeah. and oh, do yeah, what you want to do. Yeah. But just I know the steps I take. I'm 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 okay with doing bad shit now and again. Because, yeah, 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 you know, and it's not going to affect me in a bad way as if I didn't do it's anything. It's a really good analogy that I like, which is which I learned from someone, and I really like it. I think it's really good things about life. So I think it's like. Think of yourself, you're in a car and you're driving towards a cliff. And when you go over that cliff, that's your life, that's your, your de- that's you dead, basically, yeah. right? So you, go, you cannot stop the car. This is that, this because you're alive. You can't stop, you can't stop time. You cannot stop the car. It's going towards the cliff. Everyone's going towards it at a certain pace, right? You can, you can do things, you can't stop the car, but you can do things in life that slow the car, mm. i.e. Yeah. eating a balanced diet, exercising for example you can do things that slow the car down can't stop it but you can slow it down or you can do things that put your foot on the accelerator things that are going to speed up get you towards that cliff faster and it's about you know as long as you accept those things once again there's, there's no right wrong if you no. want to do something like that if you want to be someone who goes out eats shit food doesn't exercise you know this just as long as you're aware of the consequences, yeah. you are probably putting your foot on the accelerator. You get you're getting towards that 
cliff quicker. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And again, some, some, sometimes might have a period where it's a bit of both. You've got to when you're doing something a little bit, you should, yeah. you know, you're putting your friends a little bit, but you're also putting the brake somewhere else. I know, you know yes. what I mean? That's, that's that, I like. That, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's again, that's, and that's the way I look at it. Yes, I don't mind having my little voice and doing little yeah, things, yeah. but I know that the foot's going back on the pedal, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. brake to, you know, slow that down. Yeah, and, not, and then it'll speed up a little yeah, bit, yeah, and yeah. Back, you know, and it's, but it's rather than doing full steam ahead and fucking, you know, Everybody wants. Oh, oh, again, I was one of them and said, "Oh yeah, I don't want to live till I'm fucking this age or that age," you know, and just enjoying it and doing crazy shit, or whatever. But then I had a child and it changed that, and I was like, "No, I do want to. I want to be going holiday with my daughter when she's fucking when I'm seventy odd years old. And I want to be going on a jet ski as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be going. I don't want to accept that I'm older and struggling to walk down the steps to the beach no, or and not, not go I, don't, I want to go on that jet ski but I can't go on a jet ski I want to be able to try and I'm not saying I will be able to when I'm 70 but I'm doing them steps to give myself a good fucking chance yeah to. that's good that's what it's about so, so what I'll say what I learned is something called a mar- your marginal decade which is basically the last 10 years of your life no one knows when it is but yeah. obviously everyone's going to have a last 10 years and what you would like what you want a good exercise I think is a really good exercise is Imagine what you want to do in those last two, those last ten years. What do they want to look like? Because whatever you want them to look like, you need to start now mm. because the, the climb will come. So, what do you want to do? And get, and I, and I think it's good to get really specific with it. Do you like you said? Do you, I want to be able to ride a jet ski. So, say if you're say if you're talking about your last ten years life, you still want to be able to ride a jet ski with potentially your grandchildren. Okay, so that's going to take quite a lot of strength still. Yeah. You know, it's going to take. You know, you need to have a good a sense of balance and stability. So that's what you need to be training for now. You need to get that as high as you can now. As it, where the client starts, yeah. it's still there. Do you still want to be able to go on a holiday? Is that okay? That sounds like, but no, but you, does that mean, what does that mean? So you still need to be able to carry your own luggage. Do you still want to be able to put your own luggage above your head in the thing? Do you still want to be able to open the jar? Or actually be on a plane. It's simple some, thing. Yeah, so be on a plane. Yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to be able to, you, you have, that's going to take quite a bit of walking to extend. Do, mm. do you still want to be able to walk? Do you want to be able to walk a dog still? Okay, do you want to be able, does that mean you can be able to walk a dog? How long do you want to walk it for? How big is the dog? Do you want to be able to walk a rock? Why not? Is it? Because again, it's, these things are different. Yeah. You know? But eventually it comes down to the point of view, help, um, exercise, cardiovascular output and strength training is going to be the biggest dictator of all of those things. When I talk about all-cause mortality, I talk about cancer, neurodegenerative diseases like dementia and um, Alzheimer's things yeah. like that. And then, like heart attack, stroke, they're like the biggest causes of death worldwide by mm. like a long shot. Yeah, other than not accidental death. Yeah, but those all cause mortality. That's, that's what we're really thinking about. And there is nothing you can do or take that will decrease those chances at more than uh, tra- yeah. cardiovascular training and strength training. Exercise trumps everything by far. The, also, the fitter and stronger you can get the better chance you have of, of holding those things off yeah. as long as possible. It's, it's just, it's, the evidence on that is like completely clear. There's no, there's no debate in that, I don't think. Also, mental health in um, men as well <coughs> is a massive, like uh, suicide, sorry, mm-hmm. in, in, in men. So, which fitness helps? Yeah. As long as you can keep it within their means and uh, in moderation and not go the opposite to that and then that and that going to the gym causes you mental health issues yeah. which is what you obviously got to keep a balance yeah it's off, like um, we've done a bit of steroids for you it's like if you take things too extreme they there's like a what they call the J curve it's like okay you, if you if you was to be start elevating to certain levels there'll be a therapeutic benefit 
to a point mm. where it starts becoming toxic. But that's like anything in life. You know, if an example could be salt. Salt is so what you call it healthy. Yeah. We say it, that we need it. Without salt, you'd be dead. But if you start taking too much salt, it starts to become toxic. And that's like most things in life. When you get towards the extremes of things, there's a point where you moderation, like, everything, even yeah. healthy, like. Eating an apple a day is healthy, but if you had ten apples a day, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So everything, yeah, even good or bad, in yeah, moderation is, is. But you just got to find that balance. Balance, it's balance is key, isn't it? With balance everything, you know, you don't want to tip you over the edge where you're That's doing something good, but it's becoming unhealthy and bad for your mental state in that way. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah, a lot of people have said stuff with a lot of mental health issues, and training does really. All of them say that, that oh, luckily, touch wood, whatever. I've never really suffered anything with mental health, I've never really had an issue with that. Mm. Um, someone really close to me does, and obviously, I get to talk to them quite a lot. And I've got a few friends as well that suffer a bit with mental health, and they all say the same thing like that is the one thing that really keeps Without that, I think yeah. I'd be like proper fucked. Sort of yeah. like, it's just a whether it's whether it's the actual physical benefits of it, whether it's the fact that it's an escape for a little while, whether it's the fact of just being getting the endorphins going, like and I don't know. I, I, you know, that's that's not something I've really looked into of how that would affect your mental health in a positive outcome. Mm. Like that way, I would that be that would be a guess, but or we just know that most people say that they 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 feel like that, and I get it, even. Even there's days like some mornings I wake up and I feel like, oh, I feel a little, just don't feel, I don't say from mental health, but everyone has ups and downs, yeah. don't everyone yeah, does yeah. days when you wake up and it's not in the best of moods. If I go and do a workout, I feel great again. So I can only imagine, like, you know, it's, I suppose that on a, on a, on a bit of scale. Yeah. I suppose it's giving yourself a bit of a purpose as well. I think a lot of people are lost in this day and age of like a, a purpose. And um, I think it's just another purpose to have in life that, you know, you, you know something, doing something hard is good for you, you yeah, know. Like, I, so. I, I always like say, I like, I like to be a good fucked. So you know, go come go come back from the gym, and you you know your muscles are aching the next day. But you might sit there, you might moan about it. You can't walk down the stairs properly, but you're smiling in your head because you think, you know, yeah. I, I feel good. You know, it's good that I'm aching. It's good that I'm hurting. You know, you feel yeah, the benefit. Good, yeah. You know, the benefit from it in that way. Um, right. Lastly, I'll ask, I ask this to everyone. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self if you had little Simon Moore back at Kingsley Park Kings, uh, Kingsley Park middle school don't you now what advice with your you curtains yeah I know yeah. <laughs> I may have blonde what, for some reason as well yeah I know yeah. Says, how can you have blonde in? I don't know I come, I come across some pictures the other day of the last day at Kingsley Park school you know everyone's signing the t-shirts and stuff like that and there was a there was a few pictures of you there with your shirt and tucked well half of it untucked and your curtains and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. I don't know what but was... what would you say to little Simon there? Like you know, twelve. The hard age is sort of like the. What I would think... you? What would you say is a hard age I'm for a child? Sure exactly what I'd say, but it'd be something based around my insecurities. I was very insecure when I was younger. I'm not sure how old. But that didn't come. Like I mean, no, we went to school together. Like that. That never portrayed to. Yeah, I think that, I'm quite I good never, at hiding things. That though. never portrayed to me. I think I've always been quite good at hiding it. So some, a lot of people always thought I was quite a confident person, mm. but it'd be like a front. But really, when I look back now, a lot of the things I've done and bad decisions I've made, a lot of it comes down to sort of insecurities. Um, I don't know why that would be, but it'd be something based around just trying to make myself feel a bit more accepted of myself and just like not worrying about what other people think. Not about. getting out of validation. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. think I used to be really bothered by what other people think of me, and I think that used to make me do things that I wouldn't even know. Almost like a character. Mm. I've been doing the things 
to, to sort of like just for the people to, 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 to portray something I'm not going places I wouldn't normally go to so I've, in, in, in a lot of respects it's wasted a lot of my time doing things that I wouldn't normally do putting myself in bad situations that I wouldn't have normally been in purely just to like try and put, just really have insecurities really so it'd be something probably based around just being more confident myself in, in, as, a, as a young man Really, not giving a shit whatever people think. Yeah, yeah. try not to. I mean, that's easy to when, especially when you're young, you're more, you're more, you are more. You're trying to fit in, and yeah, you, know, you are. But, but that's trying to sort of like, your Troy back. I yeah. felt like carried on about ten years too long, longer than <laughs> yeah. what it should have. Really, yeah. so you're trying to find your Troy, aren't you? And then, and you, what you think, what's right for you. If you're if you're yeah, trying I mean, if you're it, trying to impress somebody to be your friend, they're actually not your friend. Yeah, ultimately, you know, yeah, and probably, when you get older, you that's realize what that. happened. Like, looking back, like I said, I was just, like, with people that I thought. I wanted to be with or whatever and I was it just it's just it, but I think not not being secure in yourself and trying and not being yourself ultimately just massively changes a life because it changes the people you're hanging around with mm-hmm. the things you're doing the people you're meeting and that and that can take on a completely different path and it took me a little while to find my way and, and realise what I need to become secure in myself and ultimately once I did that my life's closed completely. I feel completely content. Yeah. I'm well happy, not really completely happy now. I can't, I won't change a thing. Mm. So I think everybody can. Sit I wish there. I'd had just had that earlier. Yeah, I mean, but I think everybody could sit here and say some people have answered that question differently. But I think hundred percent of people, or ninety nine percent of people, that I would sit down and talk to and say that they'd, they'd answer it differently. But that would be a, another question, another answer that they would like come out with. Because I don't think ev- I think everybody can look back at life and go, I wish I'd not. Um, try to get out of validation and you know and, and go my own path and do my do what I wanted to do. But it's just so hard growing up that you are trying to find your tribe and you you're trying to think this is what I think I, I need yeah, to, yeah. to do. But like as you get older, you realise like now I'm I'm a lot older and you know I've wiped the floor with a few people that wasn't you know yeah, benefiting yeah. me and but I'm I'm okay with that now like because yeah. I'd rather have I've I'd rather have a small circle of friends that want to be friends with me than. 40, 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 friends that actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, that you don't really, that actually are not really, you know, your friends, if you, you know, you, you'll see it as you get older, people dwindle off. Yeah. You know, probably because they're not, because you're not meeting their needs or they're not meeting your needs. No, and, you know, you, that, you've got to fill people's cups, as they that's say. That's just like, I'll try, my daughter's 17 now, and that's what, one of the things that I'll always try and say to her, just like being herself and like, that's the, that's the benefit of hindsight and, and being older yeah. than your kids, isn't it? You you can try and pass on to them the things that you've learned yeah. and mistakes you've made, and hopefully they kind of don't do this sort of things. The you, same, yeah. yeah. That's that's one of my things. I always try and even if they don't listen at the time, it's like I always say that like, my not my daughter's nine, and I'll say to her things, some things, and she'll turn around to me and goes, "Dad, I'm only nine. But, <laughs> but yeah, I know. But it's I can hold my hands up then after I've told whether I think she's yeah, too yeah, young. Job. I can go. Is there subconsciously in, yeah, yeah. In, still in ten it. years' time that might twig and she goes, yeah, no, she Dad told me this. I better. I mean, I'm in that situation now. Well, Dad told me this. Part of it, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cheers for this, mate. Anyway, it's been, um, been been a good talk. But um, yeah, cheers. Thank you very cheers, much. Thanks, mate. Well, that was the end of the episode, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you took some from our conversation today. Please follow or subscribe. The link to the Instagram page will be in the description. Please feel free to DM me if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast.